0: Dog Nation Podcast, episode nine. (laughs) fans, here we are. We're back full speed, full strength. Our computer is off the injured reserve list, and we're back for episode number nine of the Dog Nation podcast. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you guys listening to the show. This week we're going to be talking about uh, Florida. It's the first thing on everybody's mind right now. It's the Florida game. And we're going to cover the keys to victory. And uh, we're going to get started because we got no time to waste. The number one show on the iTunes has got to get started. Old Dog, how's it going, man?
1: Man, I'm doing good. And I tell you, it's good to be up and running. And and the Dog Nation podcast is, again, is a, mer- a microcosm of what goes on in Bulldog land. Here earlier this week we were down, we did what we needed to keep the show on the air, but it wasn't perfect But we were still out there, did enough to hold it together, now we've had a week to get everything right again, and we're heading into this weekend at full strength, just like we need to be on the podcast, just like we're going to be on the field.
0: You got it, baby. If I were a
1: gator, I'd be shaking in my swamp.
0: <laughs> shaking in my swamp, man. Well, I tell you what, it's big game getting a little kiss from the wife there. Good night, hon. Hey, you know, it's a a real house here where we're actually doing this, right here where we're living underneath Sanford Stadium. But (laughs) anyway, in the bunker, baby, deep beneath Sanford Stadium.
1: Just to thank heaven for the bulldog room to keep us alive with
0: steak sandwiches. That's exactly right, man. All right, so here we go. Let's get right to it, man. Bulldog keys to victory this week. I'm going to set up the number one key to victory, as everybody knows. We've got uh, Joe Tereshinski. Joe T3 is going to be quarterbacking us this week. And the number one thing is don't make mistakes, okay? That's going to be the first and foremost thing on... Fumbles, drop passes, blown coverages, things like that. That is the kind of thing that we can't, because we can't afford to shake anybody's confidence, least of all JT3. What do you think?
1: I agree with you 100%. And, you know, this is a smart kid. He has lived all his life dreaming of quarterback quarterbacking the Bulldogs, and I think he's going to step up big time. I mean, look what he's done. I mean, when he was recruited out of high school, he could have gone to Auburn. Could have gone to Stanford, could have gone to Harvard, so obviously the kid's no dummy. Right. But he still had that red and black coursing through his veins, wanted to come, even knowing we had David Green, D. J. Shockley there. He wanted to he wanted to learn, wanted to get on the field, do what he could, and figured if he could have one year as the Bulldog quarterback, which would be his upcoming senior year with unforeseen injury coming in like they are now. That would be that would
0: be enough for him. I'm telling you, he's I mean, a player. A, you know, what a legacy. He's a bulldog player from top to bottom, baby. Grew up with a picture on his wall of a kid dreaming about being the quarterback in the Georgia in the Georgia Florida game. This kid is gonna step up and turn some heads this week. I can't wait to see what Cherishinsky does on the field. But t- I, I don't. I don't think the offense is going to skip and beat.
1: I mean, it's going to be a little bit different because um, you know we don't have the athleticism there that we had with Shockley. But Taraschenko throws a great ball, and uh, you know. Rick had a Rick had a drop back passer and David Green and that's what we got now. We did pretty good with him. Hey, if speak, I remember correctly. speaking
0: of David Green, you know he came back to Athens as a spectator this week for the first time since he left to go to Seattle, and he's making the trip to Jacksonville this week. He's he said in an interview that he thinks he saw Tereshinsky practice and has no doubt whatsoever that Tereshinsky going to lead us to victory. Well,
1: and I mean, you know, look who, look who Tereshinsky's had to watch. I mean, David Green, the winningest quarterback in, in all of college football, and, and Shockley, and he's got a great coach. I love I mean, it. What, you know, what can you ask for?
0: Number two key to the victory this week, to help take the pressure off Tereshinsky, establish the run. Max Gene Gillis, Craig Lumpkin, those guys, the offensive line and our, our committee of running backs have got to establish themselves as a running game to free up the pass and take the pressure off Tereshinsky.
1: I agree with you, and, and I think we will. And you know, I think the run, and I think some, uh, probably some short little passes too. You know, to give them a little bit of confidence, and uh, you know, maybe throw it one time long. You know, stretch them out a little bit. Maybe hit a big one like we did. Uh, you know, last week. Right. You know, check them out because I think you know they've probably watched a little bit of the uh, Arkansas game, and you know, I think they're going they're going to try to stop the run. They're going to come up there. and Probably have eight nine people
0: in the box. Well, and uh,
1: you know we need to take that loose a little bit. I think we will.
0: Florida's I got mean, more know, sacks.
1: Like this kid's a bad passer at all. Florida's got, know, he's, he's tough.
0: I agree. You know, Florida's got more sacks than any other team in the SEC right now. They they make a living by stacking the box and bringing major heat, and that's where the short pass that you just talked about is going to come in handy. Um, that short underneath pass, uh, the tunnel screens and stuff like that to Mo Mass. Well, and, and, and he's
1: got to throw on time. And, you know, he's, he's got to take that drop. He's got to, you know, count to three and, and let it fly. And sure. If he's got to throw it away, throw it away. You know, the main thing is, you know, don't eat it. And uh, the offensive line can't let him get broadsided.
0: Absolutely, because we certainly can't afford a turnover back there either. I'd hate to see Tereshinsky get hit in the back from a backside blitz and, and cough up the ball, you know?
1: Well, and apparently that's about the only way Florida can score.
0: Well, you know, they've got, uh, you know, Pat Dooley. <laughs> because,
1: uh, you know, they've had, what, 12, 12 quarters against
0: top-caliber uh, top
1: SEC defenses, and
0: uh, I think they've had one touchdown drive, if I'm not mistaken. One. Count them, one touchdown drive in 12 quarters against top-flight SEC teams. Hell,
1: that's about as bad as Tennessee.
0: Yeah, you're right. That is about as bad as Tennessee. We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) On the other side of the ball, the third key to victory is going to be for us to conversely put heat on Chris Leak. I mean, Alabama and LSU throttled Florida, Basically by penetrating into the backfield, forcing Leak to throw interceptions, forcing him to call up the ball. He's running around. He has no idea what he's doing in the urban renewal I beat you to the punch there, old dog. The urban <laughs> renewal uh defense, I mean the urban renewal offense. Chris Leek's got no idea what he's doing back there, and with a little heat in his face, Quentin Moses can force Chris Leek into making the kind of mistakes that are gonna help us on field position.
1: Well and I think and I think uh, of a good bit of our defensive lineback is going to help a lot on that too. Oh yeah. And uh, you're right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Lee does not respond well to pressure, and we need to keep it on it.
0: Gerald Anderson is going to be bringing it. You got Quentin Moses coming around the end. We've got to make major pressure on this guy because he does not respond well to pressure. Not and in this I'm offense.
1: A big game for Ray Gantt.
0: Big game for Ray Gant, man. Big you...
1: game for Ray Gantt. It's going to be like it's going to be like muddy waters in the '70s.
0: Coming out party, baby. That's it. I hear you. And I'll tell you, the last key to victory that I've got on my sheet for the Dogs this week is to win the field position battle, which is basically going to be putting heat on our special teams, which I think they're going to have no problem stepping up to the plate on that. Gordon Ely-Kelso. Flowers, Brandon, Cotu, those guys—they're gonna—he's gonna make the punts deep. We're gonna get the returns. We're gonna get the coverage, and we're not gonna miss any field goals. And that is critical for us winning this game. We cannot afford to not score points or pin the Gators deep when we have a chance to. You know.
1: Well, and, and I agree, and I mean, special teams have stepped up so big this year already, and you know, I see no reason that they won't. Uh, continue to do that, you know, against Florida through the rest of the season. You just can't say enough about about our field goal squads, our uh, uh, kick coverage. I mean, everything, and and the punt coverages have just been great. They've got that down to a science. It's uh, it's it's gonna be
0: gonna be a big big dog victory. It really is, man. I tell you, and we're back, like you said you, a minute ago. You said we're up to full strength. We're almost full strength on defense, except for Golston, and Shockley, we're almost full strength on both sides of the ball. Gerald Gerald Anderson's back this week. Tony Taylor's going to be back in the middle. Danny Verdun-Wheeler is looking good. And like you said, big game for Ray Gant this week, baby.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking for that. And, you know, like I say, if someone gave me a choice, if we, could have, if we could have Shockley or if we could have the whole middle of our defense back, I think I'd take the middle of the defense.
0: I got you. Well, um, I agree because and Willie Martinez says his defense is going to be prepared to contain Leak. I mean, they're going to they're going to put heat on Leak this week, and our full strength defense I think is going to be equal to or much better than any defense that Leak has seen this year. And I'm just not predicting big things for the old spread option or the wing tee, if you want to call it that by its real name.
1: <laughs> well, and you know this is the, this is the 25th anniversary of the Miracle on Duval Street. You got, you got know, it, man. be a lot of a lot of Larry Munson calls of, of Lindsey Scott running, uh, you know, running that miracle touchdown down. that to kept the dream alive for the 1980 championship. Oh,
0: man, and that, that's good times, baby. Good times. All right, uh, old dog. Listen, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back. We're leading off the next section with our—I know you—we're going to lead off with another bulldog point of pride for the podcast nation, for the Dog Nation podcast. I want to uh, break that news to the fans right after the break. So we'll be back in just a second, right after this break. Fans, we're back from the break. Uh, this is the second segment of the Dog Nation podcast, episode nine, the pregame show, getting you warmed up for the big Georgia-Florida game, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, the war between the states. Old dog, I got some news for you, man. I like want that. you. To, I want you to know that um, if you search Georgia Bulldogs or Bulldog football on iTunes, which is the largest music and podcasting website in the world. It comes up with two hits for sports podcasts. Now, we have competition. I want you to know we've got some competition in the Bulldog podcast field.
1: Well, I knew we had a little bit, but I thought we had crushed it like we did Tennessee.
0: Well, you know, we had some guy, I don't know, there was a guy who was doing a little show, I think he did like three episodes or something, and, and we just we bulldozed him right under.
1: Oh, so he was more like a South Carolina. Yeah, exactly. But I gotta got do
0: it. We've got some pretty serious competition now. It is Coach Mark Rick himself. Oh no. Is putting out a podcast? on iTunes. It's basically just a recording. All it is is the recording of his weekly uh, press conference, which, as you know, is really, really exciting. But what I want you to know is, is that we are beating Coach Mark Rick. The Dog Nation podcast is beating Coach Mark Rick both in number of listeners and subscribers, and according to iTunes, we are also winning the relevancy battle. We have a 100% relevancy score when you compare it to a Georgia Bulldogs, whereas Coach Rick only has 17% relevancy to Georgia Bulldog football. What do you think about that, old dog?
1: Well, it's hard to believe that the coaches show would only be 17% relevant, (laughs) but I will say I've. You know, I do watch, and if I'm not around, I, I take the press conference just to, you know, pick up stuff, and it, it is not really exciting. I mean, you can't hear what the reporters are asking, and, you know, you get some answers and stuff, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are fans as big as us around, but they are none bigger, and, uh, you know, this show was put together by two guys that just love, live Georgia football, and hopefully... The folks that listen to it you know can feel that in, in what we're saying, and you know I think most of our listeners probably love love and live Georgia football like we do
0: absolutely and, uh,
1: you know that that's what we're here for you know we want as many comments as we can get, you know we'd love to have some call ins and uh you know this is this is for the people for the fans
0: I hear you, and we're number one baby
1: you gotta love it
0: <laughs> absolutely. Well, I love, I love being number one. I appreciate our listeners. And uh, real quick, I want to plug the uh, phone number. You guys, you know you can call us anytime right here in Athens on our audio comment line. It's 706-534-9957. And our email address is dognationpodcast at gmail.com. And All right, Old Dog.
1: Ring 24 hours a day in the cave right under Memorial Hall, and we'll pick it up.
0: You got it, baby. If you call us, we'll pick it up unless we're uh, out on the field working the turf or the hedges. <laughs> um, Old Dog, give us what else we got going on this weekend. You know, um, game day is going to be live from Jacksonville. We're going to be getting some national exposure, Corso, Herb Street. Those guys are going to be down there. What else do you see going on in the SEC this weekend that we need to be watching?
1: Well, it doesn't, you know, I mean, we're, we're obviously the biggest game, and there really is a whole lot of other good matchups going on. I don't think anything's going to move, you know, one way or the other. I think maybe probably the next most intriguing matchup is the uh, Tennessee-South Carolina game. Matter of fact, I was listening to the uh, 15-10 out of Nashville on my way home from work tonight, and I could not believe Probably the first time in my lifetime that I've heard that there are actually going to be tickets for sale at Neyland Stadium the day of the game, game 21 for Tennessee versus South Carolina. You have I got mean, to my, be shitting the, me! How had the mighty have fallen?
0: How had the mighty have fallen? The staple I mean, horsemill man. Was the last
1: time that Tennessee. Had tickets that you could walk up to the ticket booth on the day of the game <laughs> oh and buy them, and it's student tickets that have been turned back in.
0: You can't walk up to Sanford Stadium. It, we could be playing. I don't care. I can't even think of. Well, we played the Richmond Spiders a couple years ago.
1: Well, I mean, I think the last time I was able to buy a ticket to get in was when we played the Three Bear School for the Blind.
0: <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, I mean my like you you and said was it.
1: in the upper deck section 603
0: you said it baby the mighty my have the mighty have fallen tickets for sale at neelan stadium on game day for an sec contest
1: it is hard to believe
0: hard to believe well you know but
1: there's really not you know other than that there's really not a whole lot going on uh you know, we've got we need a little movement in the BCS. I was I was hoping that uh, you know the boys from Boston might step up a little bit, but they're losing 20 to 20 to seven right now. Yeah. So I'm not sure we're going to get a whole lot from that. And uh, you know, Texas and USC have such patsy schedules. You know, it's hard to think either one of them are gonna you know gonna drop the game.
0: We just got to uh, take care you know, of business.
1: All we can hope for is you know. We can stay undefeated and strength of schedule is going to pull it in. Uh, Tommy Bill's stepped up pretty big this week. You're uh, right. You know, blasting the BCS and ESPN and everybody else. And I don't blame him because if I were him, I'd be pretty pissed off myself.
0: I tell you, you, know, we just got to take care of business. The way I look at that is we got to take care of business and all we can control is what we can control. The rest of that crap's got to take care of itself, you know? I That's mean. Right. And I'm just not gonna whine about it. You're not gonna hear me here whining about it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not into the. I don't like the BCS any more than anybody else does. But us sitting around pissing and moaning about it is not, it's not helping us a bit.
1: Well, and, and I think we kind of need to take the USC tack to that. Uh, you know, two years ago, and my memory may be faulty now because I am kind of old. But I remember that LSU played Oklahoma for the BCS championship, and for some reason. Uh, you know, they keep talking about USC's going for a 3 P possibly. Right. Now, you know, I don't think they have two BCS, at Sears trophy, in their trophy case.
0: I don't think so either. I may be
1: wrong. Maybe LSU gave it to them. Right. You know, I don't I know. I don't know. I I don't recall that may, either. You know, the, the podcast, we may put our own national championship out there. Damn right. We need our own
0: poll, don't we? Let me put that on the website. We could be part of it. <laughs> you got it, man. Well, all I know is we got to take care of business in Jacksonville this week, and I believe uh, Joe the III is the man for the job. And I am looking forward to the game, and uh, I want to see all you dog fans down there in Jacksonville. We're going to be doing some live stuff after the game for bring back with the post game show on Sunday. You guys tune in for the post game show on Sunday, old dog. You got any closing shots?
1: No, not a whole lot. I mean, we're just, you know, we're getting into the real teeth of the schedule now. You know, this is this is my favorite time of year. We got Florida. We got a week off. We got Auburn coming up. We got Kentucky in there. And then we take on those, you know, the, the little slide rule pimply face token guys from Georgia Tech. The but I mean, This is This is the best time of year. You got you know, it, baby. the holiday season. You know, in Georgia football. It it's, doesn't get me better than that. It's
0: the best time of year to be the number one rated Georgia Bulldog football podcast in the world. And that is, Absolutely. my friends. What We're do they say? See you
1: twice a week, every week. What do
0: they say, baby? That's another bulldog point of pride. Point of pride. <laughs> all right, baby. Listen, old dog. I'll see you in Jacksonville in just a couple of days, man. And um, we'll be back for the post-game show on Sunday afternoon, fans. So tune back in. And uh, old dog, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you at the game. All right.
1: I just wanted to give out a shout to to a gal that I used to run into down in Jacksonville. Whore dog,
0: if you're listening, I love you, baby. Whore dog, baby. All right, we'll see you. We'll see, you, old dog. Be good luck. Check out. All right, dog fans. Here we are at. I know what some of you think is the best part of the show. It's the smooth pick of the week. It's time for the smooth pick of the week. He is five and zero. Oh. Smooth, how's it going? Well, it
1: could be better. I mean, I, I, uh, I I'm just. Uh... Grateful that uh, we're five and zero. Oh. We're five and, oh,
0: five and zero. Five and zero, man. We got a lot of
1: football teams.
0: We got to recap that you took Notre Dame in the points. You took Arkansas in the points. You took Georgia and gave the points to Tennessee. Um, I can't even. Rem- I mean, you—you've
1: been Arizona on- State. Oh, got Arizona State. From USC. That was my
0: first pick. You have
1: been on fire, man. Well, I mean, all the credit doesn't go to me. I have a research staff. I, I know. Actually, it's it's a Yorkshire Terrier
0: that kind of puts his paw on the (laughs) winner. You just lay the paper on the ground and uh, wherever he... Yeah,
1: and whatever he wants on, it's the team I pick.
0: There you go. Well, you know, hats off to the Terrier.
1: Now, I want to say something before I give you the pick of the week. You know, I'm kind of Midwestern old
0: school. Yes.
1: And uh, this is not my pick of the week. But it's going to be a big nostalgia weekend for me because... Nebraska is playing Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Now, I imagine most of the podcast listeners are under the age of 40, but back in the 60s and the 70s, the Nebraska-Oklahoma rivalry in the Big Eight was oftentimes, both teams were undefeated, it was almost for the number one ranking, sometimes for the national championship. This was before everything got so commercialized, and you had the Capital One Bowl, and the Semi-Capital, Sugar Bowl, and the, uh, Kenny the Psychic Consultant, uh, Fiesta Bowl, you know, this was back when football was
0: football. Kenny the, the Psychic Consultant, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'm with you, baby. This All
1: right. And I'm not even getting national television. It's a regional, regional broadcast, but, you know, I gotta go, uh, this is not, I underline not my pick of the week, but I just, you know, it's an even game, and, and, and I just gotta hope the Cornhuskers win. If for nothing else, old time, old time's sake.
0: Okay, so you're riding with the Cornhuskers, but that's not your pick you know, of the week.
1: I gotta ride with the Cornhuskers. I okay, hear you. I just got to. And the other thing I want to say before I give you the pick of the week is tip of the hat to Mr. Bowden at the Clemson Tigers, who lived up to his moral and ethical duty of suspending those football players for
0: that Temple game. You know, uh, old <laughs> dog.
1: Old dog I mean, had a lot that, to say
0: about it, it that. Took a lot of gumption to do that. Oh, I'm telling you, sitting players for the Temple game. I mean, you're right. He gets a he gets to have he's a he's a brutal disciplinarian. There's no doubt about it.
1: The only disciplinarian disciplinarian
0: I know more brutal is perhaps Lou Holtz. Oh yeah, Lou Holtz is hardcore man. He's hardcore. But you know now he's taking Trev Alberts' spot on ESPN, which I think is kind of a tragedy. I hope Trev Alberts can get back soon. The South
1: well, is on a, a, a football network that a lot of people don't get, yeah, which is I, called the College Football Network, the which is, is run by the NCAA. It's a consortium between the NCAA. But he's doing pretty; he's doing all right on that network. Yeah, I but think they have, less, they
0: have less they have less viewers than we have listeners on this podcast, though. I mean, he went from the well, ESPN Game Day Show to now. Who knows? I don't know. Was he in seven homes across America right now? Well, three. Yeah, three. Okay. All right, so the pick of the week, baby. Come on, come on. I can't wait anymore. All right.
1: Now, you know, my pick of the week could have been, could have been.
0: Oh, come on.
1: Florida State giving 16.5 to Maryland because I think that that's fairly good. It could have been.
0: So you're saying. It could have been. Okay, all right. It could have been South Carolina getting 14.5 to Tennessee
1: because I think Spurrier is just. I don't think he'll beat Tennessee, but I think he'll I think it'll be a close game. I think Tennessee is I don't know what's wrong with them. There's too much rocky top or I I, I don't know. That could have been the pick, but it wasn't. Now, the pick of the week is going to be something that you are absolutely going to love.
0: Drumroll baby. To be
1: orgasmic for you.
0: Bring it on.
1: The smooth pick of the week is Georgia getting five
0: from Florida. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think you're right on, man. Joe T3 is... The
1: smooth pick of the week is based not on this hardcore raw emotion, but on what I perceive to be fact. Georgia has got... Georgia cannot lose that game and maintain their dominance in the BCS. And, um... I realize your quarterback is not playing, but uh, you know it, it, it. Rumor tells me he, he could he could play, but Georgia's got everything to lose in this, and and uh, Florida could win, and Florida's beaten me a lot of years.
0: Yeah, but come but, on.
1: But I think that uh, Georgia will will come within five if the, if Georgia does lose, and I I might think Georgia might win this game. Uh, you think right.
0: okay yeah yeah I kinda I kind of think so too, you know it's kind of popular opinion on the uh dog nation podcast that the dogs might actually win the game smooth, but you're I saying there's might. you're That's saying true. there's no way they're, they're gonna, gonna lose gonna by less down than down five
1: by more than game. five,
0: all right, I love that pick of the week, and you're right, I am as we speak totally orgasmic. So, uh, you've made my day, you've made my week, you've made the show. Episode 9, Smooth comes out, taking the dogs as an underdog, taking the points, dogs plus five and a half. I love it, baby. Now, let
1: me ask you a question. Had your quarterback been healthy?
0: Yes. Shockly. I think been.
1: that point spread would have
0: been reversed. I think you're right and I still think the dogs would cover. I think the dogs are going to cover I think they're going to win the game I think if they were given Florida five they'd still cover that also with or without well, you're Shockley with your heart not your head with or without Shockley I'm telling you Joe T3 is coming up big man I'm telling you well
1: he ain't he ain't the quarterback Shockley is
0: No but he is a very good quarterback a very good pocket passer I'm telling you he's going to be able to deliver the ball and he's going he's going to win the game no problem. Kid was born for it. You think. I appreciate your pick, Smooth. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Have, Have you a got, any, got any parting thoughts for us? Go Huskers. Go Huskers. God Mike. <laughs> Bye, Smooth. <laughs> well, fans, that's going to put a wrap on another episode of the award winning Dog Nation podcast. The best and original, the source for dog talk on the net dognationpodcast.com Remember, you can call us anytime on our audio comment line at 706-534-9957 You can email us at dognationpodcast at gmail.com You could come see us at Sanford Stadium. Come check us out at our tent in Jacksonville this weekend. We'll be right in the middle of the fairgrounds next to the big Ferris wheel. Um, (laughs) I'll be the guy with the Captain Morgan. All right. Listen, I appreciate your sponsorship. I appreciate you listening. Be sure if you uh, if you like what you're hearing and you got a dollar in your pocket, click one of the donate buttons, one of the PayPal donate buttons. Send us a buck. Show us that you appreciate it, and we'll be glad to get a clip for you on the air. Um, It's a big game this week, dog fans. I hope you're ready. I know the dogs are ready. I know Joe Cherishinski is ready, and I know the game day crew is gonna be ready. So now that you've listened to the Dog Nation podcast, you're ready. So, hunker down, hairy dogs!